Good Sunday morning, everyone. We're very tired today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, welcome to episode 22 of the Rogue Transmission, the podcast where we talk about random things, usually in the media space and everywhere else. My name is Jeff. And my name is Dominic, everybody. How's it going? We hope you're doing well. We hope when we asked how you're doing, you said good, because it's Sunday. And, you know, although Sunday is one day before Monday, and if you're working right now, uh, you know, no one likes Mondays. Uh, Yeah. Might be another shorter episode today. Not a lot on the docket. And like I said, we're both very low energy this morning. Uh, We have a bad habit of forgetting that we have the podcast. (laughs) It's like... For some reason, we just don't have it ingrained in our minds that that we have to do this every Sunday. And it's not that we hate doing it. It's just that we we forget. Like I was, I woke up this morning. I, I made my coffee, made my waffles, went over to the couch and uh, I'm eating my, my waffles and they uh, get a, no- a notification and it just says podcast. And I was like, oh, that's right. We got to do that today. So. You know, I had planned to just kind of relax and hang out this morning, and my my plans were uh, were were foiled, um, which is okay. But and it is then, a thing. And then for me, I uh, I am tired because I slept on the couch this morning for reasons that are not what you are thinking, people. And uh, we'll get into that later. But then I happen to be trying to sleep, and I hear a message go off on my phone that says Discord message. I'm like, who's messaging me at this hour? And it's Jeff. I'm like, oh, right. We have our podcast. Yeah. Like I kind of, you know, I kind of figure that if you don't message me the night before being like, are we still doing the podcast? Because I mean, let's be honest, we have a track record of sometimes just like, eh, let's not do it this week because we're just not feeling up to it. Uh, and so if I don't get that message of like, are we doing it tomorrow? I feel like you maybe forget, so it's kind of a gamble in the morning when I send you the link to the the topics document and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna be awake or not, <laughs> uh, but it, it it just so happened that it, like I had just woken up and I was just like turning. No, I turned to this facing the side that my phone is, and I had my phone off full volume in case someone needed to call me or text me or whatever. Uh, just because I sleep with earbuds, so it's harder for me to hear things and um you sleep with earbuds yeah like as earplugs yeah oh yeah i've been doing it since 2011. why not actual earplugs why why earbuds that sounds very uncomfortable or or earplugs whatever oh okay in your ears i i just (laughs) i imagine you're taking just like your your Like earbuds, just putting it like that. You would listen to music on, just put them in your ears. Oh, like, that, that would be very I, uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, I actually did that originally. Okay, so here's here's a brief back history. So, um, back in 2011, I had moved in with my dad for about a year, and uh, he now he ha- I have a stepmom, but at the time it was just his girlfriend, and she has two boys of her own. They're about my age, or uh, one once about my age, once but more around your age. And at some point, her dad came to visit from out of country. And, but in the apartment that we were living in, it's only a two-bed, like two-bath. And the boys had their own bedroom. They basically slept together in the same room. I slept on the couch in the living room. End of the day, it's it wasn't a, a huge deal, but it became an issue when it came to, like, people waking up in the morning, obviously. Uh, but then when... Uh, 
my my stepmom's dad came to visit. He slept on the couch, but this guy snored like there was no tomorrow. So I was like, man, like how do I block this guy out? Because I don't deal well with with people that snore. And this all came because my dad is kind of a heavy snore, and it annoyed the hell out of me as a kid randomly growing up. And so I just can't deal with it at all. Even my wife's like, oh, you just got to learn to put up with them. Like, no, like you don't understand. Like, I just can't. Like, as soon as I know someone snores, I'm like fed up for the night um, unless I have something to block them out. So eventually I started trying sleeping to, to listen to music that really didn't work. Um, and then I tried earbuds and that worked about h- half the time, but it's, he was still kind of loud. So it didn't really work. But ever since then, I was just kind of dependent on it. And um, it became kind of like my white noise filter. And then when Erica and I got together, uh, she's kind of a heavy breather. She doesn't really snore, but close enough for my men- my mental state to- at night. So i just been sleeping with it ever since. Um, I There was a few times where I tried sleeping without it. It's, it's not the same. Um, I notice I wake up more and... It just helps me sleep better, and that's why I wear them. That's fair enough. I thought about wearing them a couple times here and there. Like, I did a little bit when I was younger, just because um, they'd always, like, fall out in the middle of the night. Um, but, no, nah, that's that's fair enough. But anyways, guys, we're here <laughs> for, the, for the, the great show that you all know and love. Maybe. Maybe you know it. Maybe you love it. I don't know. Hey, so uh, I was gracious. I was not gracious enough. I was fortunate enough, that's the word, to uh, receive a an Oculus Rift S for Christmas. That was my Christmas gift. Hey. Um, we had messed with VR, you and I, Dom, uh, at, our, at our day job. Um, like, it's probably been... a over a year now since we last messed uh, with the Oculus Rift, the OG one, and the uh, HTC Vive. So, you know, VR was something that I've always kind of wanted for a while. And uh, so I was really fortunate to uh, be gifted it this year. And um, so I I got to try out just a ton of these VR experiences and games that I've been wanting to try for, for a while. So we're going to go over some of those right now. And I just wanted to kind of give my thoughts uh, on some of these these, these things. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, which one was it? The Oculus Quest? Uh, Oculus Rift S. So it's basically the, uh, the, the, I guess, second generation to the original Oculus Rift. Okay. So it's not that other one that was like... Uh, that was just the headset, right? It has its own built-in like camera sensors. So this one does have built-in camera sensors. It doesn't use like those those trackers that we had to put up all the time. It has cameras built into the headset, so it just tracks like that. Um, but it does still connect to the PC. Let me tell you, Dom, you know what it's like to set up that VR headset, the the original Oculus back at work, and it's a pain. There's a lot of cables. To run on top of the sensors and everything yeah this, and i remember there was a lot of troubleshooting involved as well yeah this is nice this is literally just a display port cable and a usb 3.0 cable that's it that's all you have to plug in it's so good and the it's tracking a... is flawless like no issues 
for that USB uh, connection, is it still kind of particular with like with the original where, you know, you had it connected like specifically to like the what CPU or motherboard or the graphics card in particular? Like I uh, know our, one of our coworkers who ran the thing originally, he mentioned that like, oh, it's really particular. Well, so with with that situation, that PC that that we have there he uh he hooked it up with uh, an extra set of usb ports but for that purpose because there were not enough on the the basic pc um and so i think you had to connect it to either directly into the motherboard or to that uh, expansion um but no the main the main issue that i've had is that whenever i turn on my pc or after it goes to sleep and i wake it up i have to disconnect the usb cable and plug it back in and then it works fine uh, if i don't do that then for some reason it just it won't work um but that's not a that's not a big deal at all um but it's been great having a, a personal vr headset that i can kind of do whatever i want with and use whenever i want um and so one of the first things that i that i bought was vader immortal which i actually didn't know vader immortal is currently three games um i forgot if it's like chapter one two and three or part one two three uh, but it's, it's like it's like three parts basically um and oh it's so good it's so fun um as a star wars fan of course uh, it adds some neat bits of of lore and, and actual like some pretty heavy things uh for like for vader and um like his character um so it, it's definitely not just a like throwaway story it's like oh no like the events that happen here are kind of like they build out vader's character a bit more and there's some interesting just lore building too about like mustafar and whatnot um and overall i i really enjoyed the experience of the three chapters um i it's hard to say if it's worth the money because each chapter is 10 bucks so it's 30 dollars total for all three parts and i think it maybe took me like maybe three hours total to beat maybe maybe only two hours total to beat um so the 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 price per hour of playtime is not necessarily the best um but you know it is a vr game it's a star wars experience and uh, it's really good, and I highly recommend it. Uh, it's it's really, it's really kind of neat how they do it because I won't get into like the story too much, but you're basically somebody who is force sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. And so the first game, it's mainly about like the lightsaber combat. There's no force powers. The second game is when you start honing in your force powers, which is very minor, but it's just like you know lifting things essentially lifting rocks and then uh, and there's not a lot of lightsaber combat if any in that part and then the third one is like okay now that you've learned how to use your abilities you get to use them both in in uh, in the third part and uh it's really neat there's some really cool things you can do uh in the third game you can if you take out a stormtrooper you can um use the force to bring one of their blasters to your uh, second hand and you can shoot their blasters on top of wielding a lightsaber um uh, very much felt like a, a kanan moment from from rebels mm-hmm. uh, 
but overall it, it was really neat and uh yeah i'm excited to see what else they do with it i kind of wish it was uh the games were longer like i said there's more to them but uh overall i, I really enjoyed them so with with this character you're playing as is it already established character in terms of like you know who you are or is it still just like an ominous or like you know you're force sensitive and that's it uh it's a it well it's definitely a new character i don't think you know if you're force sensitive i, I don't think no you definitely don't you don't know that you're force sensitive the, the kind of story of this dude and how you learn your force sensitive if it were any other medium like a movie or a tv show i would roll my eyes like it's just like oh whatever but because it's a video game and you know the kind of whole point is to just get into the action i'm okay with it um but it is very just like, oh, you happen to be this very special person kind of story, you know, hmm. uh, that all of a sudden now can use use the force. And it's not like you're, you know, doing anything crazy with the force. I mean, you literally just like lift things up and either bring them towards you or move them out of the way. So and it's very minor, but. So, so then you're kind of like Vader's apprentice? That's kind of where it seems to go go i mean like vader has his own motives for what what he wants to use you for but he does try and like train you um and then stuff happens hmm. yeah yeah when i first heard about this game like like what a year and a half ago two years ago it was announced and i was really interested in trying it out but because it's on vr i was just like oh well probably won't play it then until i buy a, a system for it but in terms of this character that was pretty interesting, and I'm just going to go out on a limb here, and I wonder if this is going to be Lucasfilm's way of reintroducing a certain Legends character back into canon, which I would find very exciting. Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> I know, are you talking about Starkiller? Yeah. No. Um, no, it doesn't... Without spoiling too much, you're not his apprentice for long. It's not like that, like... In, no. <laughs> Starkiller uh, was Invader's Apprentice for long. Yeah, but he... This isn't like a, like, oh, I'm going to follow... Like, you're kind of just doing Vader's thing because, dude, he's Vader. He Like, he has your ship, he has you captured kind of thing. So you're more of a, like, prisoner with special abilities that he's going to try and use and less of an apprentice. And then the way it ends, like, yeah, no. Um... But I know what you mean. <laughs> that would have been, that would have been neat. Um, I had another point about the game that I was gonna, gonna. Mention. Oh yeah. So this was one of the first VR experiences that I had done in a long time because I hadn't used the the Oculus Rift or HTC Vive back at work for a, a long time, and it was really neat because there's a part in the beginning where you interact with like stormtroopers and, and you know vader comes in and it's just like it's so weird being in that world and like seeing these characters like right in front of you and, and it's vr so it's incredibly immersive right it feels like they're right there and it's it's really cool just because you get you get kind of a perspective as to how menacing vader would actually be because you know dude's like seven feet tall or whatever and so even i'm like looking up to him and uh it's just it was a really neat neat moment so highly recommend it 
if you're a Star Wars fan. If you're not a Star Wars fan, probably not. Uh, I don't think it's worth your money. But if you, uh, if it's worth it to you just to learn the lore and like experience it, I think it's a it's a neat neat experience. Sold. Sold. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think like one of the things is if you get a VR headset, it's kind of like getting a new console back in the day uh, where there were like you had no games for it. So you had to buy all these games for it. Otherwise, you couldn't use it. Um, and so, you know, if you get a VR headset, you should probably also set aside a, a pretty solid budget to buy a few games uh, to get your use out of it. And in that case, I think Vader Immortal is definitely a, a good choice. Uh, and I think they're making more games. So we'll see what they end up doing with that that franchise. The, the next thing is Half-Life Alex. Uh, I think if you have a VR headset, uh, you need to play Half-Life Alex if you can. If you have a quest, obviously you can't really do it unless you have a special cable. But uh, if you have the ability to connect your VR headset to a computer, uh, Half-Life Alex is without a doubt the best VR experience that I've ever had. Um, it's it's a full like it took me maybe a little over ten hours to complete, so it's a full like campaign. Because um, a lot of like one of the main problems with VR games right now is a lot of them are either based off of just being experiences, so there's not a lot to do, and it's just like it's cool for like thirty minutes and then you're done, um, or they just the campaigns aren't that long or there's not a ton to do because it's VR and it's, you know, a bit harder to develop for VR. And then also, you know, having a long game can be very fatiguing for the players since you're just standing the whole time. Um, and so either way, uh, it was nice to have a full fledged like campaign and story and everything. And, you know, Valve, I think is really good about, Inter interactivity in, in video games, uh, your ability to interact with the environment uh, and, and manipulate it. And so it just, it felt so immersive because it's like, oh, there's a box in my way. Let me actually pick up and move the box. Um, you can like open, you know, doors and, and uh, lockers and uh, pretty much everything is interactable. Uh, I mean, right off the bat, like in the intro, you get to play with uh, like markers on a window and you can like draw stuff. It's actually really, really neat. Uh, and then it, it like it just it feels so solid from the gunplay to the mechanics on how you reload your gun. Like it's um, it's fairly in depth in terms of like, you know, you have to uh, eject the magazine, grab a new one, put it in the right spot. And then, um, you know, if you. Uh, expelled your entire mag you have to uh, load another round into the chamber um stuff like that it's just it's such a good game and it like it switches genres uh here and there i feel like so there's some parts of the game where it's it's very much like a horror game like it kind of puts you on your toes and it's kind of scary um and then there's some parts where it's like it's just shooting and action um you know, you got to duck behind cover and, and use different abilities. And it's a, it's a good time. I think, I think if you haven't played the other Half-Life games, uh, it's still worth checking out. Uh, technically, you could say it's a prequel to the to Half-Life 2. Um, and, you know, if you haven't played the other Half-Life games, you may be kind of lost on, like, some of why things are important or, like, who these people are. 
Um, but I think it's it's still worth playing, and you can still enjoy it. Um, and it may it may get you to uh, enjoy Half Life because I know after I was done playing it, I was like, I need to go and like play Half Life again because it's just I love that world as well. It's just a neat neat world. So I think it's awesome. Uh, highly recommend. I think I think it is worth the the full 60 bucks but um you could definitely wait till it's on sale normally when steam does their their big sales the that'll usually be included for like i think 40 bucks and uh without a doubt it's it's worth the money uh it's it's really good <laughs> i've been wondering what you and the guys were talking about when it came to half-life because someone would say like oh half-life we're playing this or you should definitely get it i'm like what is this yeah it's I mean, in Half like Half Life Alex is a big deal because uh, Valve has not made a Half Life game in years. Uh, Half Life Two Episode Two was the last Half Life game they made, and you know I don't know if you've heard Dom, but the whole joke about Half Life Three um, and how Valve never counts to three and everything. And after I know there were some interviews after Half Life Alex was released, and they're like, yeah, like we have a lot more plans for Half Life and more stuff that we want to do, both in VR and not in vr and it's just it's really it's really neat because at least to me like i did not play half-life or half-life 2 when they were released i didn't play them for a long time I, like i knew what they were i kind of knew the story before i ever played them but it's such it's such a neat world to me for whatever reason uh it just uh my brain my brain enjoys it so it enjoys the setting and so Half-Life Alex was kind of a big deal because it's like it's a modern Half-Life game and it's in VR and so it's this whole new this whole new thing and it, it, it turned out to be the best VR experience out there in my opinion. Nice. So yeah. Uh, the last game that I'll talk about kind of briefly is uh, is Beat Saber. Cla it's a classic VR game. Uh, you and I played it a lot, Dom, before. And uh, I wasn't going to get it because... We'd already played it a lot, a lot at work. You know, I'd already played most of the songs on there. Well, at least at the time. And I had no no real desire to play it again. Um, I was wrong. This game's still so fun. And they've added so much more since we last played. They they have music packs, which I already knew about. But I, I didn't like the idea of them initially. So, you know, like you have your base songs that come with the game, which they've also added more since we've played um but now they're starting to partner with different artists and uh so like they have imagine dragons in there they have lincoln park they have um green day uh, and so you can buy the, these expansion packs essentially and uh they have select tracks from the, those artists and again, initially, I was kind of against that idea because I was like, I really don't want to pay $15 just to play some music by uh, Imagine Dragons. And oh boy, it's so fun. It adds so much more to the game. And you can, they luckily, they give you the option. I don't know if it's with every music pack, but at least with some of them, you can buy just select songs for like two bucks. Um, and you get a lot of playtime out of that, right? Because you have different difficulties. Um, you have like easy, medium, hard, expert, and expert plus. And so it's like it's constantly fun to try and uh, increase the difficulty and see how far you can go. Um, especially because like once you get up to 
hard expert and expert plus like it's really interactive so if you really like the song and you really know that music that track um going up to like expert is really fun because it's just so interactive and you get a you get a good workout doing that um oh I don't yeah know how, for sure i don't know how much of a workout it actually is in reality like yes you're sweating a lot but like i think it's more cardio if anything um i i will say I was sore the day after I played it. Um, my arms were were just not happy. Uh, so it was working something out. But uh, that's... I also... So I have an iPhone, right? And uh, I, have, I wear an Apple Watch. And it ha it'll, like, track your activity. And uh, I went... And I was just curious the other day what my activity was. And I looked... And you can clearly see the day before I bought Beat Saber and then the day that I bought it. It's just like black and white. Just so much more <laughs> activity. Um, which, you know, I don't know how accurate maybe that is uh, in terms of like how much activity I'm actually <laughs> going through. Uh, like how much I'm working out. But it's still neat. And uh, really am enjoying that game. Play it pretty much every day. And, it, and it, it, they also have multiplayer, which I didn't know. And so you can uh, play, you know, play tracks with you, with your friends and, and see who can get the, the highest score. Uh, it's really cool. It, it's really neat. Yeah, Beat Saber was one of those VR games that I feel like it's always a classic. You do get a good workout of, out of it. Um, it reminds me a lot of uh, Dance Dance Revolution, if you ever played that, or mm -hmm. even Guitar Hero. Uh, more DDR just because of the actual like physical, uh, you know, interaction that you have with the game. And I really enjoy Beat Saber. There's always like a select few songs I always go back to, but I try, you know, go to the next difficulty. And I only really play it when we visit uh, our friend's uh, place every now and then. It's kind of like a staple game at their house. Um, I would really like to play it on PC just because yeah, I've heard that you can like upload, you know, any song that you own onto the system and like, it'll just generate like each difficulty for, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, hell yeah. Let me, let me play some like metal songs on here or whatever, or some like God of War songs. Cause like that, that music gets intense, um, just all around fun, but I just haven't invested in the VR set at all. Yeah. So with that, I think it's a mod. It's not built into the game itself, um, and if you do install the mod, uh, it does not let you do multiplayer, which you may not care about. Um, so if that's not important to you, then I'd say it's worth a shot. Uh, I, I do play with my friends, though. Also, I keep peeking, and I, I apologize for the audience uh, for my, my peeking microphone. But uh, I do play multiplayer with some of my friends, and uh, it's really fun. But unfortunately, that means can't can't install the mod sad so can you like uninstall the mod or like disable it temporarily that's what i don't know um i know that every update in beat saber i think disables the mod or like messes it up and so you have to reinstall it and so when beat saber updates uh you're good to play multiplayer again because the mod doesn't work but um, I don't know. This is all kind of hearsay. I haven't done too much research on it. It's just what my friends have, have told me. Because, um, you know, they're kind of bummed. But maybe one day Beat Saber will have that built in. Although I doubt it because, you know, if they let you do that, then 
you know, what's the point of them selling music packs if you can just upload the music yourself? So, yeah, and really, it's just like the more tech savvy people that are going to try and mess with the mod and whatnot. Um, so for, for me, it's worth it. If I do multiplayer, it's really in like the actual physical space. Well, at least to my knowledge, up until now was like, you know, we go to someone's place, play Beat Saber, and we just switch off the headset, you know, and just watch each other play and cheer each yeah. other on and whatnot, just to try to, like, outscore out each other. That that was the extent of multiplayer. But you were playing, like, in real time with someone else on their set, like, oh, that I guess that, that's a cool thing. But uh, I don't know if I would really take advantage of that if the day ever came that I owned a VR set with Beat Saber. I think the Rift S is 300 bucks right now. So if you got 300 bones to drop, now might be the time. But anyways, I'll let you and your wife discuss that. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Dom, go ahead and pick the last topic, because this will probably just be the last one. Because uh, I, last... I, I rambled too much on VR, so I apologize. Um, I guess let's just go into a particular trailer that came out today. Godzilla versus Kong. The, uh, the, the new MCU, the Monster Cinematic Universe. <laughs> That seems to be doing better than the DCEU. Yeah, that's not hard. So yeah, Kong. So are you going to introduce it more or am I going to do it? <laughs> Go for it. This is your thing. Oh, all right. All right. Sorry. I'm not used to this thing. Uh, but yeah, so Godzilla versus Kong. That's been a movie kind of like long in development. I think there were some kind of like background like delays, but... Um, especially because of the pandemic. But in any case, uh, the trailer, first official trailer finally, finally came out today. And man, what a doozy. I really like the music. I like the action-packed sequences in the trailer. And I'm really, really stoked for this showdown. That's uh, The movie's supposed to come out March 26th, and that was a push-up date from, I believe, May. And I actually think originally it was supposed to come out last fall, uh, but now it's going to debut in both theaters and HBO Max at the same time. So is this a a continuation of the prior movies then? Yeah, so it's all relative or it's all related to the same uh movies that started with Godzilla 2014 uh and then Kong Skull Island that came out shortly after um and that one was kind of in terms of the chrono uh, the chronological timeline it was kind of a prequel but it really didn't reference too much of godzilla as a character it was more its own separate movie uh it took place i think uh just at the end of the vietnam uh war hmm. uh and then kong 2014 took place i believe <laughs> 2014 and and then after that it was godzilla king of the monsters that came out about two years ago and that movie i really enjoyed uh, so then this one is just a sequel to all of that where they're both going to mash up in this big epic fight. Hopefully it's not a Batman v Superman scenario. Fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, because we all know it's what's going to be happens. like uh, Kong's going to have like Godzilla pinned to the ground and or and Godzilla's going to be like Mothra. It's gonna be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then they team up to fight. I don't know the moon. So apparently, yeah, speaking of team up, uh, apparently it's been, 
either rumored or confirmed that something is threatening kind of like the world for both titans that's what the monsters are called in this in this universe and humanity so apparently they're supposed to team up at the end and fight something i hate uh, it <laughs> well some people are speculating that it's mecha godzilla uh my personal theory is uh i, don't, I forgot the actual name of it but maybe my my name for it it's mecha king Ghidorah. if you know who that is nope uh all right do you remember the three-headed like dragon looking thing from the old godzilla movies uh so i never got into that stuff but i i can envision it yes all right uh so then i, I take it that you didn't see the last movie king of the monsters new Okay, and I'm pretty sure you don't care about spoilers. I do uh, not. <laughs> okay, so the spoiler warning for those that are listening in right now. Uh, so Godzilla, King of the Monsters, just some back history. Um, the whole world is kind of like uh, shaken up because this whole reality of like there are these huge monsters that are like walking among humans, basically. And they're not really walking, but they are aware of it because of Godzilla. Uh, and the whole monster that he fought in the very first movie. I forgot what the hell the thing was called. But there's this whole organization called Monarch that specializes in the discovery and the study of these huge monsters. And in this movie, they call them Titans. And basically, you know, there's this one person that kind of goes off the rail, teams up with like this terrorist group to figure out how to save humanity, how to save the world, right? And the whole process is that, well, apparently Monarch has discovered over the decades in his, of his existence that there are at least like 10 plus of these Titans, but they're all like dormant. They're just sleeping and they're hidden uh, and they're just keeping a watchful eye on these things. Um, and she goes off on this crazy uh, hunt to basically awaken each and every one of them and like at, at different intervals because apparently to save humanity like you gotta like wake up all these beasts and basically her argument was you know yeah they leave destruction in their wake but they also their radiation causes like uh like the ground to be fertile again it's it, it's it's this interesting concept basically so when we flash forward these monsters start waking up they start wreaking havoc in different parts of the world um but they wake up one monster in particular that shouldn't be waking up like at all. And it's this monster called King Ghidorah. And it's basically like this three headed uh, golden dragon. It has no arms, uh, but it has two big ass wings. Right. And Godzilla is aware of this. Like Godzilla is like in tune with the whole Titan thing. Like he just knows what the hell's going on. Like he's a lot smarter than he looks. And it's like, Godzilla's biggest enemy in my opinion the way the movie sets it up and King Ghidorah when he wakes up he becomes like the alpha titan he just uh shouts out like this huge like roar this screech where all the titans no matter where they're located in the world minus King Kong uh they reference Kong a little bit in this movie but they all gravitate towards King Ghidorah like in, in the middle part of the U.S. and Godzilla goes to fight him and um, he loses the first fight. He wins the second one. And all that's left of King Ghidorah is like a head. Uh, so then 
in the old movies, I remember that King Ghidorah was revived, but like he's like this part mechanical, part biological thing, and it was supposed to be like a bigger threat. So, in my opinion, for this movie, it's probably either this mecha form of King Ghidorah or Mecha Godzilla that Kong and, and Godzilla are going to fight at the very end, just because there's this teaser post credit scene at the very end of the last movie where the terrorist organization they pay a lot of money for like the head of Ghidorah and they apparently have plans for it but it's never revealed to what so that's just my theory on it oh okay well I hope I hope you enjoy it Dom I hope you and the fans enjoy it um, the trailer <laughs> It had me in the first half, and then it lost me in the second half. Well, it lost you. So, I in the beginning, like the 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 tone, the music, the feel of like, oh, we have we have Kong, and they're like the relationship with this uh, this child and everything, and it seemed I was like, oh, this actually seems kind of interesting, like they. They kind of showed like the scale of of Kong, you know, in comparison to like these humans and, and everything. And I was like, oh, th- I like I like the feeling of this, uh, the music and and the sound and and just everything made up this really nice this nice tone. Mm-hmm. And then Godzilla came in, and then it got to just I don't know. I wasn't a fan of the music. I wasn't a fan of like, oh, okay, now this just seems like a dumb monster fighting action movie, which to be fair, it probably will be. And that's what people want, right? There's not a problem with that. It just, it, it lost me after that. I was like, oh, okay, I see. And then like the realization that like, the, you know, the, the trailer's like, oh, only, like, only one will, will come on top or one will rise or whatever. And it's like, no, no, they're not going to do that. They're not. That they're both gonna do so, either team up or neither of them's gonna win. They're both gonna die. Like, eh. <laughs> so it, it's it's an interesting thing. I I will say because what was it? Godzilla came out, and then sometime after it was announced that a Godzilla versus Kong movie was gonna be made. So fans were ecstatic. I had a problem with it at first because I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You just showed a movie, Kong Skull Island, and you see how big Kong is in that movie. He's like half the size of Godzilla of the way we saw him. How is he supposed to go toe-to-toe with this beast? Like, Godzilla would own him with his foot. And apparently, it was revealed in in a specific line in the movie that Kong in Skull Island was more of like a child. He's huge, obviously, compared to humans, but... He was a child, and he's going to keep growing. And then, sure enough, in a concept art that came out maybe like six months ago, it was basically the fight scene in the trailer where he decks Godzilla in the face. He's about the same size, so clearly he's grown a whole lot. I'm like, okay, now I can believe the physicality that he's that he can go toe-to-toe with, with Godzilla. Um, that was my original problem. And then... Uh, I, I actually really like the music in this one. It, I don't know, it just felt right with the tone, at least with the pace and the way they edited it. So I was really liking it. Um, and then, yeah, you pointed out with the emotional connection with this child, I feel that that just harkens back to 
previous iterations of Kong. Uh, like we had what the Jack, uh, shoot, what well, I'll say the Jack Black movie of Kong that came out what, in the early 2000s. Uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't a big fan of that movie. It was beautifully stunning, but I wasn't a big fan of it overall. And but anyway, he had like this emotional connection with the particular woman in the in the movie. There was these black and white films where Kong had an emotional connection with a woman. And then actually in the same movie, there was a female like Kong that he developed a love interest with. And that Kong, that, that female one had an emotional connection with a male human. So I feel like the whole connection with a singular person is just a just harkens back to that old uh, storytelling stuff. So I think that's appropriate. I'm just curious of what that's gonna like, how that's gonna blossom in this movie, if uh, if at all. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, well, we'll see. Because <laughs> uh, it's like, if the movie's about Godzilla versus versus Kong, it's like, what does this child have to do with it, and what role are they gonna play? That's bigger than just connecting with Kong in the beginning, you know. I don't yeah, know. I still think Godzilla would win. Just that, just low key. Uh, <laughs> Godzilla can shoot a laser out of his mouth. Sorry, giant gorilla, you're you're dead. <laughs> well, you know, apparently in the synopsis, that's another thing. In the synopsis says, or some exec said that there's going to be a clear winner in this movie, unlike the original Kong versus Godzilla movie. I don't even know. I don't know if you were aware of this, but there's an old one where Kong breathes fire in that movie. <laughs> and I thought that was the silliest idea. And I've never seen the movie. But apparently someone pointed out that that movie had no clear winner. Uh, the movie ends with essentially they both fall in the ocean. Kong emerges from the water. He survives. Godzilla doesn't. But people had argued, like, well, Godzilla lives in the ocean. He could have easily just swam away, mm-hmm. but we just don't see it. Uh, so in this one, they're like, it's going to be a clear winner in this one. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, and then one thing that I noticed in the trailer that I'm actually I'm going to appreciate is that so far in these movies, there isn't a real clear human story in terms of like continuity with certain characters and what i mean by that is like we look at the mcu we look at the dcu there are these key characters that show up time and time again right and basically we grow an emotional connection with these people for one reason or another just hell we just recognize them like oh it's that person whoever it is in these movies for the most part you don't really get that you know kong skull island introduces these um certain characters played by what john goodman uh the tom hiddleston brie larson and that's it they're only in that movie godzilla introduces the uh the actress that plays wanda uh from wandavision and and from mcu and also the guy that plays her brother in the mcu a quicksilver they're in that movie and that's it they don't even show up for king of the monsters they're not showing up in this one as far as i can tell so I was like, man, like you're I'm having a hard time connecting with these humans because they're not going to show up again. I'm at this point I'm only invested with the monsters and I want more than that. In Which this- is interesting that you say that because 
my reaction to that, at least without watching the, the movies, is like, oh, that's good. Because the movie is about the monsters, not the humans. Harkening back to the issue with the Michael Bay Transformers films, how they focus too much on the humans when it should have just been about the Transformers. So it's interesting to hear you say you want more of that, that human connection. Is, I, for me, it's because it's about the storytelling and what they're trying to convey in terms of, like, you know, what are the humans discovering? For example, um, in King of the Monsters, Godzilla loses the fight with, uh, with Ghidorah, like, the first round. And he falls back into maybe his home or whatever, and these humans follow him. And we see one of them. It's this guy in the trailer that we both saw today where he says, like, oh, something is provoking Kong, but we don't know why. Like, he, uh, he's attacking people. We don't know why. It's like this middle-aged white guy. He mm-hmm. shows up in the in this movie. And they go down the submarine, down in this, like, cavern. And essentially, they don't specifically state it, but it's pretty clear that they discover Atlantis. It's this fallen city, ruins, and it's just, at this point, it's, like, surrounded by, like, this volcano. They don't say it's Atlantis. I just say that it is pretty clear. Uh, and what's really cool is that there are these uh, depictions of humans interacting with Godzilla, these titans. So essentially, like ancient humans knew that these titans existed. Um, and even Kong Skull Island, uh, they show that at the very end of the movie that there are these ancient depictions of all these monsters. So basically, it's just like the human element of like their role in the Titan story. And like, that's what I'm also interested in. Like, what are they discovering? What are they telling us as the audience? I'm really fascinated by that. But you're right. You know, uh, Transformers, it did have a lot of the human element into it. So maybe it's just a matter of how are you executing it as a story? Because like even with like uh, Jurassic Park, it's all about the dinosaurs, but it's also like the human element too that that drives it, right? Um, so I think it's just this careful balance of the big baddie or big monsters versus the little people. And for me, it's just like basically I want to see the same people show up to help drive the story, even if they're not that big of a role. I don't know. It, that's just me. That's my little nitpick about it. And I'm glad that at least some people are, are coming back. Even the, this little girl that we see in the trailer, uh, I forgot her name, but she's in stranger things. She's in, uh, uh, homes on Netflix. I forgot her name already, but essentially they are bringing some familiar faces back, which I appreciate. Uh, but that's just my nitpick. Yeah. I I'm gonna make my predictions now. So I <laughs> potential spoiler warnings is just my prediction. I think they're gonna build up an, uh, the audience's emotional connection to Kong in the beginning with this child. Um and then if there is truly a clear winner, um uh, and it's not some BS like, oh, Kong and Godzilla team up to fight the big baddie and then they both defeat the big baddie and then they both get to live if one of them truly does lose i think kong's gonna die at the end and it's gonna be a sad moment because they've built up the emotional connection and then if i want to go really far with speculation that i have no i have no authority to do so but uh i think then godzilla is gonna drag kong's body to in to the ocean just so you know it's gotta go somewhere people aren't gonna bury it so he's just gonna be like in a moment of solace is going to drag his body into the ocean and then it's going to end with the 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 ocean and just the sunset and that's you my know, thoughts 
<laughs> that that would be an interesting thing uh for sure you know the people are going to cry and um yeah honestly i i would agree to that i and i don't think i would have a problem with that i would actually have a problem with if kong won this fight because so far they brought up king or uh, godzilla to be like the good guy right and if he loses and dies, like, I would be pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, come on. Like, th- they just named him King of the Monsters for a reason in the last movie, right? Yeah. Um, so I- I'd be I'd be okay with that. Or even if it's just, like, Kong beats his ass and he ends up surviving, all, all everyone all around, I'd be like, oh, all right, th- th- that's, that's cool too, you know? <laughs> but I think, yeah, the emotional impact would be more justified if Kong does die in that scenario. Giant lizard with lasers will always win. And with that, we end today's show. Thank you, everybody, for watching, for hanging out. We appreciate you. Uh, If you so desire to receive updates as to when we go live, uh, when we decide not to go live, uh, whatever else we're doing, you can follow us on every major social media platform, mainly Twitter, um, at Digital Century C, which you can't see because of my waveform, but it's right there. Uh... Yeah, go ahead. You can follow us. Do the thing. Everybody gives you that spiel at the end of their their videos. So, uh, you know, you probably tune that part out. But we thank you for watching. We hope you have a happy Sunday. Uh, and we will see you next time. Dom, what are what are the parting words for today? Uh, everyone just, you know, enjoy. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Um, I know I will, or I will try, because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we got a new cat, so we're just kind of, you know, trying to get him acclimated to the to the new home. But uh, that w- that will be the rest of my day, really. Alrighty, we'll see y'all later. Have a good Sunday, or any day, whenever you're watching this. Just have a good thing. Yep, that's it. Goodbye. <laughs>